will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, dispensing the only podcast-based advice that is certified 100% machine washable. Silky soft as well. Joining me today, both silky and soft, Mr. Dave Convery, the guy who threw that sack full of weasels through your window that one time. You know what you did. I, of course, am Roger Hart. Closed the repairs after being used to host an illegal rave. And joining us today, Mr. Luther Quince, an arthropod sex priest. Embrace the slime, my children. Embrace the slime. Today's question pertains to the news. And if you would like to send us a new question, you can do so at We Will Fix You Show at gmail.com or possibly by writing to us at our new home at hauntedphonograph.com It's an umbrella brand, don't you know? Now, our question. Everything, they begin, is on fire. I don't feel morally okay with stopping reading the news, so how do I stay at least borderline sane and functioning in 2018. A very real problem. Yeah, fuck. Fuck. I mean, ordinarily when someone doesn't feel morally okay about something on this show, I offer a very, very simple solution, which is to perform a version of the Milgram experiment to recalibrate and effectively destroy your personal morality. It's a bit of a faff and you spend a lot of money on lab coats, but I'm pretty sure it works. So you could do that. Um, you could totally do that. And if you don't know what the Milgram experiment is, you're going to have a really upsetting time on Wikipedia, but it's quite interesting. Um, in this case, I'm guessing something in reading the news is making you feel tethered to the world. It's important to you. I'm projecting there, I've got this exact fucking problem. Also, an engaged population is one of the only ways we're going to get out of this mess, so I can't, like, clear conscience, hand on heart, 100% endorse turning yourself into a recreational sociopath just to get out of caring. My standard bit of business consulting here. What problem are you trying to solve? Like, if you want to be angry all the time or upset all the time, I feel you've solved it. If it's staying informed you probably shouldn't be reading the news anyway the news isn't there to inform you it's there to make money by keeping you angry like the news is a fuck show it's quality journalism does exist it's mostly not on television it's mostly not on real-time feeds I, real-time feeds tend to be reactive and we live in this information saturation bubble where you just get bombarded and Everything is is quick reactions, everything's circulated, there's limited fact-checking and no one cares. Like the concept of the news as it used to exist for, I don't know, at least my parents' generation. I'm not I'm not arguing it was much better, but it was certainly simpler and slower, and with simpler and slower came occasionally a bit more considered. So the the, the news is not keeping you informed, that's that's not what it does. So but I I'm making the assumption that some degree of information or tethering to current affairs is what you're looking for rather than say to be angry not participating doesn't mean you don't care 
this is the thing. You say you don't feel morally okay with not reading the news. Fine. I mean, I can pull that apart to not feeling morally okay with being disconnected from the world, not feeling okay with with not knowing what's going on. I can pull that apart to not feeling okay with the idea that you might not care. I absolutely dispute the idea that not reading the news means you don't care. And I particularly dispute the idea that not following high-speed television news, real-time news, 24-hour coverage, or even the fucking newspapers means either you don't care or you're not informed. You just don't have to participate in the news on its capital letters own terms. There are lots of alternatives that will let you make yourself happier. And I think, I mean, this is a thing I'm starting to do. I'm not doing it very well, but it's the thing I'm starting to do. You can start by things like extensive social media muting and unsubscribing from real-time feeds, such that you cut out the interrupts and the distractions and the kind of uninformed knee-jerkery. And you can then very gradually put the actual informationally rich stuff back into your life. Uh, RSS feeds used to be good for this. Google can, Google Reader, but there are there are other alternatives. Um, I use email newsletters. Podcasts are all right as well, but they can be quite depressing. And this American life will just make you sad all the time, but it's really interesting. Um, I, I use Email Digest. We're going through a, a golden age of, of email newsletters. There's been a bit of a revival. They're kooky. They're interesting. They're quite personal. They are editorialized quite often. Some, some are not. I'm going to list some that are less editorial. But sometimes it's one p particular person whose take you find interesting's take on the world. Um, they're usually they're weekly, often some are, some are daily, but they're, they're more digested and more considered and less reactive quite often. And so that that's what I use. I use email digest to kind of keep my head in the world. There are less politicized or at least less angrily politicized news sites you can look at. Reuters and AP for a start. The the best you're going to get really on news sites is either centre left or centre right. The, the idea of apolitical reporting is a myth, and anyone who claims it is probably center right. Um, there are digest services that you might need to pay for as well. So there's an organization called Keysings that maintains a, a kind of very dry, factualized news digest. And their archive stretches back 100, 100 or so years. They're actually quite interesting, but it isn't free. Uh, Bloomberg, similarly, The Week, The Economist, again, center right. But there, there, are, there are less overtly politicized news sources. But um, Consider what might bring you joy as well. So maybe you don't need current affairs news. Maybe you could read New Scientist or genre sites like io9 or something. Maybe you can feel plugged into the world by getting a fix out of something that brings you delight. If you want it to be, um, if you do want it to be news, current affairs style news feeds, I'm just going to list the ones that I use. They're email newsletters. Um, I don't always read all of these, but these are some of the ones I'm subscribed to or some of the ones that I'm not subscribed to, but given to understand are good or have subscribed to in the past, whatever. Uh, the main two I use are Quartz and Money Stuff. Quartz is a daily newsletter um, provided by a magazine site. It's a digest of headlines with bits of commentary that either link out to reasonably decent other sites or longer articles on their own site. You get a daily briefing. It's a slightly tech and business focused current affairs digest. It's reasonably undepressing, and they like to blend in little kooky stories that are kind of fun. They also have the Quartz Obsession, which is a daily bulletin where they do a, like a deep dive on something that's fun. Today it was the cardboard industry. Earlier this week they've done tardigrades and Tesla's finances, and you know it's just it's just cool things. Money Stuff. Um, I, I subscribe to Money Stuff. This is by a guy called Matt Levine from Bloomberg. He's a former trader turned finance writer, 
and he just writes sarcastic stories about the world of finance, which is something I know basically toss all about, but is liminally important to some tiny bits of my job, and so it's a nice way to catch up. Uh, Vox sentences. Vox are sort of left by the American definition of left-ish, or at least not pathologically howlingly right-wing culture and news site. Sentences is their daily explainer brief, so it's a bit like Quartz. It's it's daily, daily news digest. There's a couple of other sites, um, Next Draft, which is a, uh, a curated feed, um, and The Skim, similarly both kind of highlights. Brain Pickings, which is a, I think, usually weekly digest of interesting things from the world, often cultural, very long form, usually quite interesting. Uh, Wait But Why, incredibly irregular, little bit bro-y, but a sort of interesting explainer pieces on culture and philosophy and what have you. And I think just, you don't have to use those, there are plenty of others, but if you, um, if you pick out some email feeds, oh, and, and Orbital Operations from the uh, the writer Warren Ellis, who does future gazy stuff and occasional omelets, and um, yeah, you can just sort of have these things in your inbox, less of an interrupt, bit of a just a bit a bit drier and less real time and a bit less depressing, and and mute everyone over forty five on Facebook, and you'll probably be fine. I would add um, Beautiful Business by Alan Moore, not that one, to that list. Um, it's people actually making cool or interesting things and uh, generally beautiful objects and people who actually make a living doing things with their hands or that are genuinely creative and useful. It's mm. quite heavily curated and it's an interesting read. A little bit of delight as well. It's technically marketing email, but you can often find some interesting things that people are doing or making from some of the Kickstarter updates, uh, like the sort of spotlighty things. Mr. Convery. So I know that things seem bad now, um, but there have been dark times in the past, and there will be again, and people have had a greater or lesser awareness of their environments. They haven't had the saturation that we've had, but people have known to some extent what's going on around them, um, and often they've been... Uh, subject to fairly horrible time lags uh, in that. But people have understood the ambient horror of their environments and, and their terrible lives for some time. So let's take a little run through some of the worst moments in history and look at the sort of popular entertainments people engaged in to uh, help them get through those tough times and maybe you'll get some inspiration from that. So uh, I'm going to run through these in chronological order, if you like. Uh, the Mayan Empire, uh, so basically constant murder in order to make the sun rise. Um, not a great time for everyone, and also eventually Spanish people, which wasn't a great time for anyone in the Mayan Empire either. Uh, and they had hot chocolate, and that was, that was more or less enough for them. Uh, the Dark Ages, a lot of shit going on in the Dark Ages, we assume. Uh, what did they have? They had ergotism. They just got really fucked up on weird, manky bread. The Crusades, not a great time. A lot of people murdering each other for no determinable reason. Quite a lot of robbery. People really threw themselves into religion at that point, but they also started learning to read and write, so that's kind of nice. The Black Death, uh, people were mostly dying of the Black Death at that point. Uh, but some people were making fun pointy masks. 
so a little bit of arts and crafts in there too. Uh, the Defenestration of Prague. Uh, you will have to pick your favourite, only you know which Defenestration of Prague you prefer. Uh, but people really got into falling, obviously, out of windows. Uh, and alchemy. Alchemy is quite a, a broad subject with a fascinating history. Uh, the Salem Witch Trials. People mostly got into accusing women of being witches, and that one is largely still around. Uh, the Potato Famine. Uh, people got into emigrating. You could, if you wanted, dress that up as a lovely trip to New York. Jack the Ripper, or just horrible Victorian times for the British working classes in general. Uh, music halls, pie, mash, and eels. World War One. I. I think generally accepted to be not great. People kind of got into making up stories about angels. World War II, comic books were popular, state-sanctioned murder was popular, coming home and never talking about it and pretending everything was fine. Very popular. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, just rutting like motherfuckers and taking LSD, both very popular ways of getting through the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, and of course, the 80s, quite similar with cocaine and rioting. So I think if people can be aware of and get through those horrible situations and still take succor from things like fucking Morris dancing, then you can definitely watch the news, kick back, pour yourself a wee dram of something colourful from under the sink and just watch all of the Transformers movies back to back. Yeah. The old Drano and chill. Luther Quince. So, um, we all know intellectually that the news is designed to make us feel bad. Uh, for some masochistic reason, learning about the misery of strangers or being told that everything is going to objectively make our lives worse feeds some dismal and self-loathing part of our soul. Um, I understand that one Russian newspaper experimented with only covering good news stories for a day and they saw traffic to their website drop by two-thirds for the duration. News makes us feel angry, scared and powerless and we love it. We love it because we hate ourselves. I have long had an addiction to current affairs that has done little for my state of mind other than to confirm my place in the universe is exactly as insignificant as I have always suspected. So I'm probably the worst person to try and give advice on breaking this psychologically masochistic habit. So rather than, you know, tell you to do as I say, not do as I do, I'm going to come at it from a different angle. There's a Nietzsche aphorism that states if you gaze long into the abyss the abyss will gaze into you which i kind of understand to mean that we risk becoming what we hate and what we obsess over i propose that you weaponize this aphorism if you can't defeat the news you must become the news that way at least you will have a personal stake in the whole ghastly business so in an ideal world, you would become the news for doing something amazing, like uh, creating a malaria vaccine, creating clean energy, or shooting Noel Edmonds out of a cannon into a lake of rabid crocodiles. However, as I think we're all very aware, the news doesn't really dwell on the positive, 
And you just know that within two weeks of creating world peace, the focus would have shifted onto how badly this has affected house prices in the home counties. And then we're right back to feeling oppressed and dismayed and all of those terrible feelings that we're trying to escape. So sadly, as far as I can tell, the only thing that really holds the attention of the 24 hour news cycle is crime. I think we love crime because it combines being afraid of something with feeling morally superior to people, which is very much the crack cocaine of current affairs. So what you need to do is commit a high profile crime and go on the run, at least metaphorically. I'm going to suggest that you avoid taking the easy crime route of sex and murder and go for something a bit more esoteric. I think cybercrime is the way forward. Two advantages, uh, you can do it from home, and it's really complicated to explain to lay people, which means that you'll take up more time on the news cycle and be less exposed to those upsetting pictures of suffering children or gammon-faced Brexiteers. To do this, you are going to have to become an elite hacker, but seriously, if 15-year-old children can do it, how hard can it actually be? I've seen code, and as far as I can tell, it's mostly just misspelling words and putting dollar signs in brackets. Um, once you've learned to code, you're going to need to pick a suitable target, steer clear of anything where the government might just opt to have you quietly killed. So, you know, don't go hacking into, like, the Pentagon or any of that, that kind of security apparatus. So you want something high profile, but not dangerous. Uh, I'm going to suggest that you hack into the student loans company and delete all of the records of the existing student debt. This will basically make you a modern day Robin Hood. Uh, the news cycle will definitely go apeshit. And also, and this I cannot stress enough, I won't have to pay back any of my student loans. This really is a scenario in which everyone wins. Well. Some innovative solutions, I feel. From cybercrime to perils down the ages to something we will have to check is not constitutionally inappropriately close to advice. While we check, why not give us future problems, your problems, problems we can fix here at We Will Fix You at gmail.com, no less, or even Haunted Phonograph. Yes. Send us no problems. Ta-ta.